In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Welcome back tonight at Sandra Burks at Preston. We are speaking from our shrine of the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest in the Diocese of Lancaster. And it's a series of talk about the Divine Roman Liturgy. Um, the purpose is for us to be prepared for the main and beautiful feast of the Immaculate Conception of Our Lady. Tonight, together, we are going to explore, but I would say more, to contemplate together the beauty, the deepness, how profound is the Canon Missae. And it's up to me to speak about the first part, so from the Teiji Tour until Ankiji Tour, and tomorrow, Canon Tanner will continue the rest of the Canon. So first, why Canon Missae? What means the word Canon? Canon is from the Greek. It means the rule. In fact, the canon missae is the rule of prayer, the rule of the faith. It's the center and the heart of the Mass. It starts with the prayer Te Ejitu. And if you look at the Roman Missal, I try to, to bring it closer for you. So you will see the beautiful page here. It's a, quite a recent Missal, 62 edition. And you have the crucifixion here on the left. Always you will find the crucifixion in our missiles, just near the page of the canon. It's a remain, it's a memory of the ancient custom to ornate the letter T of the TEG2 with decoration uh, about the, the crucifixion about the cross of the Lord. So in our days, always you have this crucifixion. It's a way also to enter in the mystery. It's a good support and help for the priest. So now, Let's explore the movement, the pre-starts. So yesterday with Abbe Paloma, you saw the, Benedict, the preface and then the Sanctus and how the priest signed himself with the Benedictus. So now the hands are on the altar because the altar is Christ. The meaning of the altar is Christ himself. That's why you kiss the altar. That's why you incense the altar. That's why always before you will address the people, Dominus Obiscum. You kiss the altar, you touch the altar. The grace is coming from the altar. So you touch the altar. And then in silence, without saying any prayer, you start silently and you do this movement. And only when you have raised this point on the altar, you start the words Teijitu. So you see, it's something very particular in the liturgy, this prayer, this ritual. And it's, a, it's like a, a beautiful dive in prayer. And in fact, it's in a certain point, it's a meaning. It's the humiliation of the Word of God who came to us, who became one of us. He took, he takes our flesh. He became one of us. So you have this humiliation of the Word of God coming from the Father, a gift of the Father for us, for our redemption. It's also an attitude of humility for the priest because when you are like that on the altar, that's a sign you want to be small, you want to be very, very humiliated like the Lord, to be very small before the mystery. Then you kiss the altar, saying some prayers. And you will pronounce three blessings with three signs of crosses. 
that you can see here. Every time you have a sign of cross in the rubrics, you have a little sign of cross in red. Rubrics, ruber, mean red. So when it's written in red in the missal, it's an indication of what actually you have to do. You follow the rubrics. It's a way for you to totally disappear in the spirit of the liturgy. It's not about your own charism, if you have one, if you have, if you have the chance enough to, have, to, be, to have a bit of charism, that's good. Okay, but in the liturgy, the priest is totally disappearing. I mean, his own personality, it's only Christ there and the prayer of the church. So you follow the liturgy. It's not something you create, it's something you receive. So these three little signs of cross, I love them. I consider, I consider them like three little steps in the canon of the Mass to introduce us in the mystery. Because you have a gradation, it's, it's, you have a certain degree. Look, ec dona, ec munera, ec sancta sacrificia illibata. So first, allow me to mention the poetry of Latin language. I don't know if you, if you can taste it, also my accent is not perfect, but uh, it's amazing. Look, look, listen again. Ec dona, ec munera, ec sancta sacrificia illibata. You are here in a context of a high Roman culture. You know, the canon has been, uh, is from a very ancient tradition, apostolic tradition. You find it in the Ambrosian liturgy in the 4th century, and it's in its definitive form here from in the 7th century, so it's you are really with the roots of the prayer of the church. But here, ec dona, ec munera, ec sancta sacrificia libata. I can translate like this gift, this oblation, this sacrifice. So you see, it's lovely, the pedagogy of the church to introduce you in the mystery. It's first a gift, this bread and this wine are first a gift. During the offertory, there are now an oblation, there are oblates ready to be offered. Uh, during the sacrifice, and then the sacrifice is mentioned because the liturgy is a wall, so it's not like you have a time during the liturgy, you are not in the time, you are in the prayer. So then after that, you will mention the Holy Father, the Bishop, Bishop of the Diocese, so here our dear Bishop Paul of Lancaster, and then all the Catholic hierarchy. Then the memento for the living, and then communicantes. So you see, the church is first taking care of the people, I would say, in the way, the peregrines on earth, the ecclesia militants, ecclesia on earth, with going to, to heaven through um, the trials of this life. So uh, the church is really first taking care of this part of the communal sense because we really need help and assistance during our pilgrimage on earth. Also, it's nice to mention the customs of the diptychs of ivory present in the court of Rome and Constantinople. And this is a memory a remain of this tradition where you were mentioning the Pope, the patriarchs, some bishops, or of course the emperor of Constantinople. And um, during the time of trouble, these diptychs, these ivory tablets, could, could note some evolution according to the peace or the trouble. So sometimes one would be mentioned, sometimes it would not be mentioned, and it would be mentioned again. 
he was a subject of argument and conflict between uh, the Holy Father, the Pope, and then the court of Byzance of Constantinople. In the Communicantes, you have, uh, which is called Infraxionem, because Axio is one of the names also of this ancient prayer. It was called the Axio, the action. You will find a list of saints. So first, Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother, mentioned under the title of Mother of God. And then, of course, Saint Joseph. The Apostles, Jude Tade is mentioned as Tadea, to not have confusion with Judas, the one who betrayed the Lord. And then you have a list of martyrs, seven of them are popes, and you will not find confessors, actually, because the custom to canonize the confessors came after in the 4th century with St. Martin, but at the time you have this first tradition of the canon missae, only the martyrs are uh, venerated in the process of canonization and uh, Canonization means to be prayed during the canon also. And then, uh, to conclude our talk tonight, the Communicantes is leading us to the Ankegitur. So, until now the priest was in this position, then he will join his hands at the end of Communicantes, and he will do exactly this right. This is a beautiful liturgy. And I'm sure, I assume, you, you know what it is. It's a bond between the old and the new covenant. Because this rite has been made in dread and in dread and in dread of years before our blessed Lord. He was prayed, he was made by the high priest in the temple of Jerusalem, offering the sacrifice for the sins of the people. And he was saying the sins of the people over the scapegoat. And it was the meaning, so, so the animal offered was taking all the sins of the people on him. So he, obviously you understand the, the image, our blessed Lord is taking all the sins of the people on him. He died for our sins. He has been offered as a victim for all our sins. So this is our conclusion for tonight. I could describe you more and explain a bit more all the words of Ankijitur, but uh, I would like to encourage you, once this trouble period of lockdown and restriction is over, to come to our conferences and catechism, because it would really help you to be more and more united to the divine liturgy of the Church. May God, may God bless you all. I wish you a very fervent, very blessed Novena to the Immaculate Conception. And uh, tomorrow you will um, have Canon Turner to conclude the Canon of the Mass. Goodbye.